Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live.
and I was like, hi, Laura, and, and they were like, no, this is not Laura. <laughs> Somebody else off, called um, you. <laughs> yeah, so I was trying to, like, get off the phone with them and, and uh, put stuff in my hair. I don't know if your hair is like this. I don't really, um, I don't dry my hair, like, with a blow dryer, so if I don't put stuff in it at the, you know, exact time, like, it's, it's, uh, it's all kind of fuzzy. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't put things in it, but I do have to attend to it before it fully dries. No, I don't. Yeah. I don't blow dry it. I don't do much with it, but I do need to, you know, set it up in a in a good pl- in a good form. Otherwise, it's yes, just right. whatever it wants. <laughs> yeah. No, I honor timing. Whatever the timing is, you need to <laughs> you need to honor it. It's a good thing. Yeah. Absolutely. So um, I'm I'm very well aware that we had a um, we had a, I think a more of an exploration and a discussion of what other you know things that have been going on in your life, uh, especially everything going on with David recently that clearly has a huge impact. But I was actually left thinking with a, um, a an interesting thought and idea, especially as as I was thinking of our session today. But I'm curious if um, anything you had any insight, any anything that came up for you. Well, um, things just from that tapping and probably just talking it out because I'm a bit of a verbal, um, you know, kind of thinker. Um, definitely lightened up. I felt a lot lighter and like I had a lot more choice. And I think that's what I was clearing out to this week or last weekend was um, that. Uh, you know, that sense of this is happening to me, you know, right. that that victim thing, which was, you know, really <laughs> loud. My, you know, my kind of almost young self, you know, was like, this isn't fair. So, you know, yeah. a young, young part of me. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I felt a lot lighter and it really, I mean, I just, I don't know, lighter in general. So, ah, I'm getting back to... Um, the idea that, I mean, I really do have choice. There was a really interesting astrological um, combination that hits um, hits my chart pretty strong. Um, and it was, uh, it's like, I think, it, anyway, it, it, it was uh, on Monday. And yeah. um, I ended up talking to David and he, he's, well, we were just texting, but he's talking about um, trying to come out and visit me when he's in the United States. Mm. And I realized, like, I have a choice. Like, yes. this isn't, like, I was feeling like I had no choice. This was just happening to me in good ways and in bad ways. Like, yeah. this is just kind of overwhelming and, like, kind of sweeping through my life and uh, just totally caught off guard. And it's like, you know what? I'm an adult. I have my compass, and I can decide whether I'm going to go there or not. Right. And he is Virgo and very mutable, and I'm very fixed. So it's almost like, in a way, it feels like it's on me to make the yes. decision. Because yes. I don't think he, I think he's just like very much being swept up in it as well. So yeah. that was really, you know, that's a much more powerful place to come from, obviously. Yes. You know, anytime you can be in choice versus feeling at the affect of something. Absolutely. And you know what? Well, we explore a little bit, and I'll share my, my thought with you. 
I would love if you just tap to the point. Because one of the things that I have noticed, and I don't know if you do these much, like talking and tapping, um, is that, some, you know, it's like there's information in our bodies that starts to show up in different ways, like either insights or memories as we just, you know, explore. It doesn't have to be anything focused, but um, so. Yeah, I do that with clients, uh, you know, have like tell me about, you know, what's coming up and, you know, tap, keep tapping through. So, yeah, mm. I do that with people. Perfect, perfect. So, because what the one piece I wanted to share with you, I mean, it just like just came to me, you know, is that it has to do with your sense of feeling worthy. Oh, for sure. Right, and these, yeah. <laughs> and which which is a really big core issue. So, it's like, are you worthy of having the success that you want, the abundance that you want, the clients that you want, the relationship that you want, the life that you want? Right? Are you can you handle? Is is this something that you do? You deeply believe that you deserve. To, to be visible, for the world to see all of you. Yeah. So you don't have to hide anymore. Yeah. So how does that resonate? Because that's, that was yeah. the one piece that felt very strong. Yeah, that is definitely core. Yeah. Yeah. So when it comes to, you can look at it either way, through the lens of David, who is incredibly present in your whole system, and in your, you know, in your life in so many ways, or you know, stepping into your power in a more, in a more full way. How? And yeah, and he yeah. even said, I said, this has just taken me off guard. You know, this, you know, like you happening to me. Yeah. And he said, I don't think I happened to you. He said, I think you happened to you. Hmm. And and I was like, <laughs> I like he he's pretty intense, you know. Like um, like we're meeting on a very um, he's pretty amazing in terms of his awareness. And not that he's you know this uber spiritual meditator guy or anything. He just happens to be that way, which is you know again, you know really meeting me in my spirituality also. So, I mean, he is, um, yeah. Anyway, like, so he basically is, is, is aware of the aspect of, you know, kind of like that mirror aspect yes. you know, of relationship and all of that. I don't know. It's not really a, yeah. a, a totally. way to put it, but. No, no, no. But what is it? Tell me at a very primal, in a very primal and core way, what is it that is bringing up in this, the sense of meeting someone that is mirroring you, meeting you, seeing you in such a deep way? Um, well, it's like, so aside from the you know, kind of like the screwing with my head about him being kind of, you know, basically kind of quote, quote, unavailable, you know, in terms of being married. Um, On the positive side, it's like, it's like a huge space. It's like there's so much space in it. It's so spacious. It's, um, and there's also a 
urgency. Like, I've got to catch him up on 40 years of my life, and he feels that way too. Mm. I mean, he's 42, so I guess 42 years of us being on the planet together. Um, there is a sense of relief, like finding home, you know? Yes. Like, I'm yeah. home. And he's yeah. we're so similar. We're not totally similar, but we're, we've got a lot of things in common, which I always thought, you know, I'd kill somebody who's too much like me if I try to, you know, date them. And, you know, that might be true. This might not be, you know, like, yeah. workable. I'm, you know, trying not to assume anything. Um, but it is really interesting to be met in such similar ways. Um, yeah. It's like a... Yeah, it is. Um, there's a, I know it's also just being infatuated and all the chemical things, but there is a sense of being supported that is absolutely not usually in my life. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and that's, you know, as amazing as it is, it also does feel very foreign and then I get hugely intimidated by the fact that he is uh, kind of quietly powerful in the world, like mm-hmm. he's killing it with business right now. He's you know, an international you know, consultant for this, his company. It's a very small company. He's basically going out. And, I mean, he just met with MasterCard in London. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, it's that, you know, and, and I've kind of sidestepped the the corporate world. I mean, in my 20s, my dad was like, so why aren't you a manager right now? And I'm like, why would I want to do that? You know, basically yeah. saying, you know, like, you know, what what are you doing in terms of your career? And I thought, you know, like even even when I was in kind of corporate land, I, I wasn't, um, you know, it wasn't for me. But yeah. it was also a way of, you know, like that hiding thing you mentioned. Um and then David said, he said, I really appreciate how you come down to earth um, to collect a paycheck, you know, so you can do your work in the world. And I thought, mm. oh, if he only knew how, how long my paychecks are. <laughs> well. I, I told him I live kind of like a student, and, you know, and he doesn't seem to be very attached to money, but I think he has, I think they're doing very well. He has a he's in Frankfurt with a town home and he they have a farm and their you know, their their cottage garden at the farm is like a, a hectare, which is I think like an acre. Uh-huh. <laughs> wow. You know what I mean? And I live in like four hundred and seventy five square feet cottage, you know, like you know, it's it's just kinda of funny. <laughs> yeah, and then and it, it's in, yeah, well, because it's also, it's wonderful to see through him money in a completely different way, right? Yeah, yeah. Like he, yeah, he's, and, he's and comfortable in the world of money. Yeah, oh yeah. No, I mean, it's it's definitely like he's figuring that out. That doesn't seem to, doesn't seem to be a problem for him. He's also, I mean, it's interesting because there's a way in which um, he's been, I won't say hiding, but very safe. Hmm. He said said something to me about 
almost apologetically. So weird. Um, and we haven't talked about this. I kind of want to talk to him about it. But he said, you know, when he met his, he's only felt this for three people in his life. His girlfriend after university, and that was kind of brief. He said we were too young to really commit to each other. And then in his, I think his late 20s, his wife, because he's been in Germany for 15 years, I think, and that's um, moved there to be with his wife. And his kids are 10 and 8. So, um, and so he, you know, this kind of took him off guard. He's like this, this feeling of, you know, when you meet someone and it's, and it's like someone you could be with for the rest of your life and they would be everything you ever wanted. And I was just like... I mean, that's literally what he started, or, you know, like, saying in the first couple of days of, after meeting me, like, after we met and hung out a little bit, and I was like, whoa, like, I didn't get it, and then when I talked, you know, when I, like, kind of let it sink in and and really communicated with it, like, we kept communicating and talking, it really, like, hit me, like, the connection really hit me, like, he was, it was, like, immediate for him, and it it kind of took me a few days to go, oh, my gosh. And then I think also I needed to, like, control things and keep them at a distance because it was all so overwhelming that it took me about a week for it to kind of sink in. But um, he said, you know, when I met my wife, I mean, it was just, it was the time to start a family. And I thought, it's <laughs> so funny because I've never, you know, wanted kids or anything. And it it took me till my late 30s to kind of consider, like, oh, I could kind of imagine being married, you know, like <laughs> kind of a late bloomer that way, you know. And not that I hadn't been with people, but um, you know, that that idea of like really being just, you know, like in a, a committed partnership and having that level of support in my life. Yeah. And you know, and that was just starting to think about it in my late thirties. So you know, ten years later, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm I'm on board with that idea finally. Um. But, yeah, it was just so interesting. So, anyway, I'm going to go off on. No, but it, feel, it feels, when I, when I think that it's very interesting, yeah, as you, as you, yeah take a deep breath. Cause yeah. It seems like there's a lot, a, a really a, a whole lot connected with him in honoring who you are in so many ways. Yeah. Right? It's like there's something really profound in your connection. It's not just um, the, the yeah. I mean, and you've said it since since the beginning. There is a sense of um, how does it how when it comes to feeling worthy of that level of connection, is it something that comes up or interferes with it at all? Is it what comes up when you think, well, you know, there's something, there's something that is like, well, it's just not going to be possible somehow. Um, like I got a hit on that I just kind of go through the world as invisible and I you know I don't I'm being you know I'm connecting with people at conferences and professionally and um, you know I have connections out in the world both at places I frequent and my friends Um, you know not a big social circle but you know I know people see me and appreciate me um but 
it's, I don't even know if it's like that's for other people. There's something. I guess, yeah, it's, it, it, it is not being seen for all of who I am, for sure. Like, it always surprises me when guys, like, you know, internet thing will be like, you know, oh, you're really sexy. And I'm like, what? How do you know? Like, how can you tell? You know what I mean? Like, that feels like yeah. something that happens between people more than, like, being out in the world. Um, and it just kind of cracks me up. So I do feel like, I do feel like maybe I have this, I mean, like, when I met David, I was like, he connected with me and then he said, maybe we can connect on LinkedIn. I, I didn't even, you know, I was like, maybe this is like, he just wants to have a business connection. You know, like I, you know, no idea, even though I thought I was single, you know, no idea that it was, you know. More than so, that. In, yeah, and, and he had only given out, you know, he's like, I don't think you understand. He he basically explained to me how the way the English are, it's like amazing that there are any like people actually reproduce at all in England. He said, yes. <laughs> and, and, and I said, I said, is that like the drinking culture? He goes, yeah, that's a big part of it. He goes, I've never given out my number sober. Like I would have never, you know, he's like, that's the first time I've ever done that. Yeah. Like, yeah. like without drinking. And I was like, what? Anyway, so, the, the last time he was doing that, he was in his twenties, you know? Right. So, but, Let's tell me how does how true does it feel if you if you say out loud you you know yeah I cannot I I do not deserve or I'm not worthy of this level of connection turning into more than just what it is yeah yeah there's something there um I am not worthy of receiving this level of connection and letting it turn into something more than it is. It's like I can't even really imagine it in my life. Like I have a hard time. Mm. You know what I mean? Like Perfect. Okay, perfect. This is yeah. this is perfect. Okay. So tapping to the point. Yeah, I cannot yeah. even imagine having these levels imagine. Yeah. Having this level in con- of connection in my life. Having this level of connection in my life. As a, in a constant, supportive, and loving way. In a constant, supportive, and loving way. I just cannot even imagine what it, that would look like. I cannot even just imagine what it would look like. I, I getting, feel... I'm getting yeah. glimpses, but it's okay. you know, 5,832 miles away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes. Okay. I'm getting a slight glimpse in the distance of that the possibility, but it's nowhere near who I am or my life. I'm getting a slight glimpse of the possibility. It's very far away, but it's nowhere near like being in my life, who I am in my life. Yeah. My energy is not open to this kind of connection. My energy is not open to this kind of connection. At least it's not fully open to this kind of connection as a presence in my life. At least it's not fully open to this kind of connection as a presence in my life. You know what I mean? Like in, as a constant, because this is a wonderful yeah. thing. You know, I, I'm enjoying the receiving this amount of yumminess to a certain degree. I am really enjoying receiving this amount of yumminess to a certain degree. 
But it's turning into anything more than just these little window feels like very foreign. But it turning into anything more than just this little window feels very foreign. Yeah, it does. I've actually, I've never experienced this level of connection. I've never experienced this level of connection. Being seen and acknowledged in such a deep way. Being seen and acknowledged in such a deep way. Yeah, and he said, he's like, I I know you. I said, maybe, you know, we had a past life together or something. He goes, no, I mean... He's like, whatever you want to think about past lives, but I've known you my whole life, and I knew that after five seconds of talking to you on the on the train. And and you know, and I certainly feel like saying, but you don't know me. You don't know me. Mm. Like, you can't know me. But yes, you know, in that way that we're all connected. Of course, that can happen. Right. You know? Yeah. There's a part of me that is really scared of being seen in this way. There's a part of me that's really scared of being seen in this way. What would happen if he really, really sees me? What would happen if he really, really sees me? He probably wouldn't love me. He would say that again? I don't think you, I don't, like there's this part of me that thinks he wouldn't love me if he could really see me. Yes, exactly, exactly. I'm very aware that in my light, I am very lovable and special. In my light or life? My light, my light. My light. I'm very aware that in my light, I'm very lovable and special. But I do have a shadow. Yeah, I do have a shadow. And even though I own quite a bit of it, I don't think that it's very lovable. And even though I own quite a bit of it, I don't (laughs) think it's very lovable. And if he were ever to see it... And if he were ever to see it... He would just run back to his wife. We always have to put some humor into it, don't we? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Take a deep breath and blow it out as you continue tapping through the points. There's a part of me that feels ready. That feels ready. To fully own my worth. To fully own my worth even though it's really, really scary to do so. Even though it's really, really scary to do so. Because the potential consequences could be really huge. Because the potential consequences could be really huge. What if I am actually loved for who I am? What if I am actually loved for who I am? The risk of them, of him just changing his mind would be devastating. The risk of him just changing his mind would be devastating. Yeah. 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 It's like a it's like a part of me. That's why it's also freaking me out that we're similar because it's like that soul that's like soul seed family kind of feeling. Like like when you connect with someone, you feel like it's your soul family. That's um that you know it's like a part of me as much as. You, you know what I mean? It's like it's it's like that's it's in my bones. Like there's a in my bones feeling of it, and so yeah, rejection would be, un, you know, yeah, would be unthinkable. It would be devastating. It would just feel like I could fall apart. And then I come to 
to the idea, the thought that he was once thought of his wife as this, maybe, I don't know if it's the same, but he said he's only felt this way three times in his life, and once was with his wife. Right. So if he's felt this way with his wife and he no longer does, that um, feels scary too. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I don't know what he feels about his wife. I can't, you know what I mean? We haven't really talked of about it at all. She's been like this non-entity. Right, like a shadow and something that is like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I, you know, yeah. So, in the way that we are connected, I don't want him to be untruthful to that part of him that's connected to his wife that is, you know, that shared part. Yeah. Either. And if you want to make, if we were to just to take a breath and connect with the essence of the connection, right? Because there's, yeah. there's not, David. Not the details. Not the details but the, and it's yeah. okay, yeah. but the, the, what I want to, what I would, am curious in exploring is there's something about the essence of the connection that is very, um, the word that I'm looking for is more like, in a way, it's primal. It's like being recognized by someone at a soul level in such a yeah. deep way. Is uh, it's such? I feel like it's such a beautiful human need, yeah. um, right? That is, you're being met. So David is a is a fabulous um, <laughs> container of that need being met in these moments. Yeah, yeah. Right, and and uh, and yet there's there's something that feels both incredibly clear and beautiful. And there's another piece that feels almost like it's not totally real. Or that it can not, not necessarily, no, that's not the right way of, of phrasing it, that it's not yeah. Um, possible. Yeah, but it's also, um, it's like that dichotomy between he lives eight time zones away. Yeah. In a fully contained separate life. Yet when we talk on the phone, it's like he's, you know, like laying, you know, in my bed next to me or, you know, like kind of yeah. like, like he's in the room with me. Like it's so clear. It's so like weird, you know, it's like such a weird, it is a big dichotomy. Yeah. Well, it's and, because yeah. I think that it does hold that incredibly beautiful essence of soul connection to, to its max. Yeah. All right. There's there's something incredibly powerful. And actually the details, if you, if you will, Beth, is that makes it even more powerful. Like you said, you know, the eight hours of distance away and the fact that you both have very separate and contained lives in a way, and yet you connect and every all of that disappears. Yeah, I, he doesn't feel far away at all. Right. Like, like even when he's, like today, he's had a full day in London and he's tired and we texted a few times, like, I can let him have his space, we can have silence on the phone and just be, and it's just, like, very immediate. It is very, it's very, yeah. It's, I mean, he doesn't feel far away at all. Yeah. If 
you were to, and this is, I'm going to ask you to do something that is going to feel odd, but I know that you probably, <laughs> it's, not going to, it's not going to be totally um, odd to you. If you were to just connect again with the soul connection, the emotional, the physical, the spiritual connection, does it in some way resemble what you might imagine was your connection, let's say, with, like, with your mother, being in your mom's womb in a way, that intense, primal, and very deep connection, that you're almost one soul, you know, when you're within your, within your mother's body and in that way. Mm-hmm. I'm, I totally know what you mean, and I'm not quite getting to it. It reminds me a little bit more of, um, oh, like I've got so much brain stuff going on about about this right now, um, but um, that's okay. So, so let's do these. That's, that's perfect. Well, okay. But yeah. Can I tell you? Um, I of did. I did do a trade. Um, <clears throat> did you know Morgan Drasman in the program in the Tapping into Wealth program? Morgan, she's from California. It doesn't anyway. no? Sorry, doesn't ring okay. a bell now. I don't know if she went through it when you did or or, or not, but um. She, we, we were doing some trades for a little bit because we both realized we went, we got certified, but we haven't done all, we hadn't received all the modules, and I still haven't received all the modules at the Tapping the Wealth. So I'm like, so we did, we traded on receiving, right? And after the tapping, like in the tapping, I dropped into this, or just kind of expanded into this, like really. Um, like a half kundalini like really intense uh, energy space of being the being contained but also being the container and feeling that expanding mm, and yeah. that that joy and fullness and um and joyful authority like that that very fiery but in a beautiful safe um welcoming kind of big cauldron feminine container and it was expanding and it felt very like ooh, okay this is a stretch and it's expanding and expanding and it was very like beautiful and joyous and I was like that is what attracts people that right. is what Jack Canfield and Margaret and um, Oprah hold in them in their own different ways like yeah. that they're bigger containers, and I just like, whew, like I, I got that that's that attractive force of just literally being a bigger container for people, for myself, you know, for my own, you know, kind of blooming into and expanding into. And it was like, wow, okay, and that was all about receiving. Like it was, mm-hmm. it was about letting my container get bigger and stronger. Yes. So it was, and it's that also that not 
passive in a bad way, but that um, receptive power of the feminine, you know, also. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so it's really, it's really about, it reminds you more of that, of just being in a space where you're open to receive and expanding your container to actually both be seen, because actually, you know, at least what Margaret talked about, it is like the second chakra and the charisma, right? So absolutely, expanding that that space of being more receptive and more open and uh, and clearly owning all of it, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and um, being the container as well as being... You know, being the container, Contain. right? Yeah. And and that's definitely tied in. Not to like go off on a tangent, but like I'm I'm very aware that that's con- that's tied into really supporting myself. And, yes. And in that way that we talk about how do you support yourself? Like that we talk about that with money. You know what I mean? Like I you know support your family by making money. Like that phrase is really like oh I realized. I started looking at my money at the end of 2014 and one of the big ahas I had is I haven't been supporting myself. I literally Uh, haven't been like, like, like providing for myself or receiving that for myself, that whole like exchange of like, I haven't been supporting myself enough. So how would I expect other people to do it? And not like I have to like have one before the other happens. You know what I mean? Like, like, like it doesn't, it's not like mutually exclusive, but there's this aspect of like, oh, I haven't even been there for myself. Like I've been there for other people, but what about me? Yes. That kind of, and there's there's a real basic thing about like, oh, I, I want to support myself much better in, yes. in all ways, you know, because I've been getting by, but, you know, extra stuff like, gee, the idea of getting massage or that kind of self-care, not so much, you <laughs> know. Yeah, and even even being so, what is it? What is it? And how about being a better receiver? Because I bet that you're an amazing giver when it comes to. Oh yeah, no, for sure. That's that's been been horrible receiving. Yeah, so it's all about being a the container and getting bigger. And totally tied in. Yeah. So, what are the key things that, knowing you as well as you you do, what are the key pieces of feeling like you? Are you are worthy, and that you therefore can receive what you deserve. So they're very tied together, right? Yep. Yeah, for sure. So how how can you own how worthy you are, or what are, what might be the blocks that interfere with you feeling worthy? Mm, I think um, a big part of it is that I am very powerful. And if I let myself be powerful, then I also have great, um, I have power, you know, in the light and the dark. Yes. Kind of thing. Like, you know, my my anger and my wrath is powerful as well. Oh, you know, it. I, I just realized this comes back to something that I kind of was really aware of a couple of months ago and then I kind of forgot about um, that I saw power abused, you know, I saw strength and anger um, abused, like not in control. 
And that makes me like, you know, Margaret talks about like, you know, clamp down on that expression. So it has to be controlled. And so controlling part of it means controlling all of it. You know what I mean? Like, like keeping that small means keeping all of my power small in a way. Yes. Like, doing, yes. Like, like we clamp down on the system, the whole system gets clamped down. Like, yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So I told so owning your power is about the, the fear that you, yeah, no, I totally get it. Because also you witness power being abused and the dark yeah. side of power uh, not being a, good, a positive thing. For sure, yeah. So I need, I, if you, I have to ask you for a huge favor. I need one minute, and I'll be right back with you. I need to, I'm so sorry. I no often problem. don't do these, but I'll be right back, okay? okay. Don't, don't go anywhere. Okay. okay. My, my, in this minute that you're just, just on your own, <laughs> I uh-huh. encourage you to tap on that possibility. Uh, we're going to start tapping together on your, the owning all of your power, and the light and the darkness of it, but I'll be right back. Hi, Beth. I'm so sorry. No problem. Yeah. My daughter is graduating and she needed something, so I needed to. Huh? Today is a big, the big, big dinner with the parents and the whole ordeal. So. Oh, fun. <laughs> yes, from, yeah. From high school or? No, she's an eighth grader. Oh, cute. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, 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 uh, I, got, I, I got her old when I was like 35, but... You know, it's uh, that's what life has. So I yeah. totally yeah. Go ahead. I was gonna say both my sisters had had all their kids after that age. 
Yeah. Well, you know, most parents either do it before or after we grow up emotionally, and I'm glad that she waited and she, you know, her soul was saying, oh, sorry, you got to do some work before it comes. So I did. <laughs> <laughs> I am not taking well, you, as, you know, I'm prepared. <laughs> I'm sure it was more pleasant for both of you that way. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, yes, yeah. 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 But, you know, one of the things, I, I, always, I, always, I even tell her that. She's like, you were very smart, girl. <laughs> you waited. I always tell her that she was very smart, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, but these actually, believe it or not, is very connected because one of the things is that for an extremely long time, most of my life, I would say, um, I really, I I tried to disown my power because it did feel very, very scary to own all of that power, knowing that... uh, I, I, from what I've heard, I think it was more your dad who really kind of abused his power at times. Yeah, and my mom was a Leo, and she could get very angry. Um, okay. So, so both um, of them. Yeah, I mean, she was... Um, You're still tapping was, through the points, right? Yep, yeah, yeah I'm, I've been tapping this whole okay. time. Um, she was a very... Uh, under-expressed Leo, you know, some Leos are mm-hmm. Leo and some are like Madonna. And, you know, different people have different levels of their natural expression, but, like, she, she said things like, oh, my sister was a real piano player. You know what I mean? And, like, yeah. when I've when I've performed, I know she totally digs it. Like, I'm almost, like, healing up that part of her. I'm helping to, you know, to complete, like, part of that energy of, like, that she didn't yeah. get that attention. You know, like, Leo's kind of need that that spotlight right. a little bit and I don't think she ever got it um so yeah they're they're you know Scorpio and Leo parents like really pretty intense um yes but it was also you know Catholic and Dutch my grandparents were all from Holland you know and so I've got the immigrant thing a little bit like my dad was first generation American so we've got this Catholic Dutch old country um you know children should be seen not heard you know all of that mm-hmm. you know the very like the whole like sexuality not being okay your body not being okay you know just like like all the catholic stuff all the the conservative you know kind of dutch stuff it's it's yeah definitely um i'm i was like the black sheep in my family you know like i was a kid who like never wanted to have clothes on you know like i was like the right. child <laughs> And they were just like, oh, my God, you know, what do I do with her? Um, so, yeah, it's like on many different levels. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, you know what? One of the things that I would like for us to tap directly, and I want, I definitely want to address uh, what you just mentioned, but in a, in a di- very direct way, let's go to your uh, karate chop point together. And I don't know if you do these, but I always tap with you, which uh, okay. it helps me. I think it's fabulous. So take a deep breath and blow it out. Even though I I never liked the idea of fully owning my power. Even though I never liked the idea of fully owning my power. Because I saw growing up how people abused it. Because I saw growing up how people abused it. And how when people were in the dark side of power could really cause a lot of pain. And how when people are on the dark side of power, they can really cause a lot of pain. I actually see how powerful I am. 
actually see how powerful I am. And I can feel the amount of power that I hold. And I can feel the amount of power I can hold. I can imagine at some point making a vow. I can imagine at some point making a vow. To be invisible. To be invisible. And in that way, protect others and myself from the dark side of my power. Yeah, and in that way, protect others and myself from the dark side of my power. Do you see that? Yes. Yeah, Yeah, because we're taking, yeah. Yeah. Take a deep Um, breath. Yeah, and also my mom was, like, afraid. Like, like it made people afraid. Like, my mom was afraid of my dad. Oh. You know, know, even though it cracks me up because at a very young age, I, I didn't respect my dad. I was, like, you know, I knew it was all, like, just it was weakness to me that was all just weakness you know yes like like even though I was afraid of him when I was younger like physically afraid it quickly turned into disrespect right it cracks like it it's just kind of like amazes me that my mom was afraid of him I was like he was such a little boy you know in a lot of ways yeah hurt little boy and and to realize that part of that template was being afraid like fear even if I switched that at a certain, like, I got that template from her, too, you know? Of course, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and it's make like... people afraid, either. Mm, yes. You know? So and now if you start tapping through the point. So okay. the one piece that I wanted to address, actually, in the karate point is, like, and we're going to actually... Let's, let's go to a karate point for just one second. Just, okay. Even though there's a part of me that doesn't want to fully own my power, even though there's a part of me that doesn't want to fully own my power. I recognize that the time has come. I recognize that the time has come. Where there's no way back. Where there's no way back. That is so true. And I'm open to owning all of who I am. And I'm open to owning all of who I am. My light and shadow. My light and shadow. All of my power. All of my power. So I can fulfill my mission in this world. So I can fulfill my mission in this world. Okay, tapping through the points. I have loved hiding. I have loved hiding. There's been such a safe haven in my cave. It's been such a safe haven in my cave. I don't like the idea of people being afraid of me. I don't like the idea of people being afraid of me. I don't like the idea of overpowering anybody. I don't like the idea of overpowering anyone. I can see how my mom was so weak at times. I could see how my mom was so weak at times. Yeah, not being a power. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, being afraid of my dad who was such a little boy. Being afraid of my dad who was such a little boy. And yet I could also see that he could be a scary boy. I could also see that he could be a scary boy. And in a way, she depended on him. Definitely in a way, she depended on him. And didn't feel... Is that true that, you know, financially, could your mom have just let him go? Oh, uh, well, I mean, she she handled everything with two, you know, three kids while he was gone at war, you know, because he didn't get back from Vietnam until I was a couple years old. Right. Um, so, I mean, she, like, handled everything. I think that was part of it was hard for him to come home because she was like, you know, running the household. You know, yeah. thing. Um, Cause you know, she's a Leo. It's not a, it's not a, you know, it's a very strong sign. 
But um, the contract was so she didn't have to own her power. Like, right. I think, you know what I mean? She was with him, and that was the way she stayed small. Yeah. Um, she allowed that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, he, he was very, like, you know, alpha in either yeah. way. Like, like he, he's like me when, when he got into groups, it was like, it's like he kind of just kind of took over. He's got an, like a natural leadership kind of thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, charismatic, intense, mm-hmm. or hate him. You know, no, nobody was in between with my dad. You either loved him or hated him. Okay, yeah, I hated him, but you know what I mean, like even yeah, yeah, you're you're, you're you're with know. him or not? You're totally turned off by him, but yeah, 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 yeah. very strong. Yeah, and it's it's also it's also very interesting because that's that's definitely who you are, and you have that you have both you know both energies within you, and yet it's like, is it okay as you tap to the point? Is it okay for you? To fully embrace who you are and start to be open to receiving the support that you actually need to step up in your life. And the support that is naturally flowing when there is a solid, grounded, protected, safe, um, big, uh, attractive container. Yes. Like, yeah, it's it's a given when I own that 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 will be there, and yeah. I've I've had it come in and out, but I don't have it flowing. You know what I mean? It is not yeah. there as a given yet yeah. because I'm I'm not quite there. Um, so so I, take a take a second, take a deep breath for a moment. Connect with like your first and second chakra, and I want you to notice what is what is the door or what is the that opens or closes that reception. If you were to have an if you were to have an image, if your mind were to just give you a, a, yeah, an image of like that a fear thing, like it's it's I got a safety fear thing. Okay. That's... I think part of it is I'm not used to being, I'm not used to belonging. I've been so outside yeah. of everything. I'm not used to belonging. And I don't know if that was like being sent off into the woods. I think it was like being burned at the stake and all sorts of things in past lives. But right. you know, it, it's a sense of, you know, even in my family, I didn't belong. And I mean, I think most people feel like they didn't belong or whatever, but yeah, I have a, I have a definite like I'm the alien, you know, kind of, I'm the outsider that never really bothered me, because it was just always like a part of my identity. Yes, I've I've always had a strong sense of being outside and looking in and having a clear eye because I am outside. So mm-hmm. that's part part of my power. Is yes, being able to see from the observer's point of view and from the medicine, you know, medicine yeah. point of view, the shamans, you know, shaman, you know, you have a different lens when you look. Absolutely. Right? So um, it's part of my strengths, but it's also been so part of my identity that I've, I've been safe in that. So belonging, like literally feeling very received and welcomed and a part of like the tribe at, at Ignite was like, 
a little overwhelming because yeah. I mean, it, it felt great. And then I got home and I was like, blah. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Clearly, it, did it feel safe enough or something? Well, and I'm curious if that also comes from, see, one thing is to be outside looking in, having mm-hmm. that amazing perspective, having the healing component, being aware of what's going on, in some ways feeling like very powerful and you have an, a great um, a leader within you, and that, you know, the power that allows you to be that leader. But it's also, in a way, a very safe place because you are, you're separate. It's, it's safer than being part of. Yes. Yeah, oh, for sure. Right? Yeah. So it's this, there's like a sense of, and also a sense of distress. Like, you know, when you're looking, there's like, okay, you're in control of what's going on. You know, what is happening is not affecting you as much. Right? It's like you're, okay, there's a sense of control, real or, or not, that, right, that you're, well, you know what? It's, it's not, I'm not part of. I'm not part of whatever's happening. I'm just over here observing, yep. witnessing. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, because if you were to be part of, what would happen? What could happen? Um, I think the fear of not being enough to be part of or not being accepted, not being, um, not being loved. Enough to be part of. Okay. Yeah. And do you think that growing up as a very, you know, as a little young child, you mean, of course, you may not remember, but did you get a sense that, in a way, you were kind of like the surprise that came in a very untimely way, and you were not supposed to be born? You know. Um. Oh, that was never part of it. I yeah, I didn't. I mean, I didn't know that story until I was an adult, and my mom said it in the way that you know she said, she said, "You out of all of my babies were born out of, um, you know." She didn't say all of the babies because I'm sure. Um, yeah. Anyway, I mean, she she basically said that, um, like she, like my mom and I have like a probably the strongest bond of all of the four children. Mm-hmm. And, um, and she said, you know, you uh, really were born out of our love and, you know, just wanting mm. to be And that's, you know, why you're here kind of thing. So um, so in a way that you were actually special, not, not necessarily, even though you wasn't what, was planned. It felt what you. Yeah. Is that true? She conveyed that you were very special. Yeah. 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 And that, and she told me that when I was first living with my boyfriend at nineteen, it was very emotional. Yeah. 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 So. Um, so yeah, I mean, I've always felt like the odd person out in my family. So uh, there's also, um, I did some tapping um, but you know, in the last year where I zoomed into this realization, like a soul kind of realization of I often feel like I'm not worthy to be heard 
and that's kind of like seen mm. her, you know, in my power or whatever, right? So it's kind of funny that I'm, you know, the opera singer. It's like, it's like it's not, you know, in, in a way it wasn't safe for me to be heard. But what I realized when I was younger is, um, through this tapping, I zoomed out to the fact that they didn't listen to me, and mm. actually what what that meant was because they weren't quite available. You know what I mean? To me, they they were doing yeah. their own stuff. So that's part of what I dealt with, you know, in that the um, hypnotherapy last month. But when I was tapping earlier this year, or like actually like last year, I realized that what I took that to mean is that on a soul level, I decided that I, if they weren't going to listen to me, that I wasn't doing my sole purpose of healing. Mm -hmm. And because of that, God didn't approve. Like I wasn't doing my dharma in a way because they weren't listening to me. So it it all went back to God was bummed at me or disapproved of me um, because I wasn't doing my dharma, you know what I mean? Because I I wasn't yeah. listened to and I couldn't like deliver my healing. Okay. And, and God, so that came down to God not like approving of me, and that was a really like at a very young age I think I decided that, and that okay. felt really painful. But yeah. what I got what I got with the the um, hypnotherapy just a few weeks ago is that it wasn't about mom and dad listening to me because that's part of that that was part of that wound that I kind of felt when I was younger like mom was upset and she wasn't listening to me and I, and and I couldn't help her because she was not available to me that you know it was that yeah. whole that whole cycle of like. I wasn't getting what I needed, but I wasn't being received in my gifts and all, you know, I wasn't being received in my power at a very young age and all this. Very aware, you know, of being a healer when I was younger. And and it wasn't about my words and being heard. It was about just being. Mm. It wasn't yeah. about what I was saying or the message or anything. So, and then the, the how big that is is like just be like my presence can be that powerful like that's a whole yes. that's like wow like I I yeah. was always thinking I had to be heard you know yeah and um and that's part of my presence has and that's part of when I sing people are like you know like really moved and it's big and beautiful and I can open up and let that through and let, you know, that healing through. And But there's a part of me that's always not matched my voice and I've known that for mm-hmm. a while and it's something that and it's, it's I think it's the presence. It's I mean, I'm, it's being I don't know, I don't even know how to I can't put words to it because it's not about words it's about presence. It's like, well, you know what, just like just, I'm going to invite you to just yeah. connect with that presence, whatever that is, yeah. and just connect with it and just stop and breathe and just connect yeah. with it. You don't have to use it words. And just for the next yeah. minute, just stop and breathe into it of how 
you can now own who you are and just be that presence in the world. It's no longer about words, no longer about doing, no longer about being heard in any way, but it's about being exactly who you are and all your power, present. Authenticity and congruence. Yes. Yeah. Which is the scariest thing that any human can do. Yeah. Yet first, I've yeah. I've yeah, well, I have I to tell you, the first hated. time, the very yeah. first time that Margaret said to me, you know, not just to me, but everyone, and actually to me as well, because she repeated it, that, you know, the best marketing, the best strategy, the best thing that anybody could do was to fully, completely be you, be yeah. me. Yeah, be you. You know, in these, in these instances, like, be you in your most simple, complex, bright, dark, authentic, congruent, honest you. It's like there's no more hiding, no more, you know, pretending to be who you're not, yeah. intending to be this, you know, embracing the feeling not enough, embracing the fear, embracing the shadow, embracing the desire to not be seen because the risk is really humongous. I mean, I spend most of my life trying to be somebody else. And if they rejected me in the back of my mind, I always knew, like, well, that's not me anyway, so who cares? Uh, yeah. I feel very safe. But when you actually start really honestly, congruently, authentically being you, there's no excuses anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's a whole new, incredibly and beautiful empowering, owning all of who you are because then it's no longer about being seen or heard or it's just about being you and recognizing that you're in your past and you're here to do something incredibly special and the people that actually need and want your guidance are going to show up because there's no other way and there's people that are not interested, not ready, but even those people, there's nothing for you to do or not do. It's just you have to continue walking your path, right? And owning that presence and all of you so you can um, attract and really guide the people that have been waiting for you. Yeah. Ah. It's powerful stuff, though. It's really, really powerful, powerful stuff. And I feel like to come back all the way around, that I feel like David is actually showing you, mirroring for you yeah. who you are, what is possible, and it's just the opening of a new era for you, a new phase in your life. Yeah, and, and for me to be authentically... Um, just to be authentic and congruent in my power, I have to let him be 
and 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 not try to control. And, yes. You know, because I'm letting that clamping down spill over to other things. Yeah. And, you know, like, like I have no right to clamp down on what anyone else is up to. Yeah. Um, and it also means that it's not really my decision what he does, but it is my decision what I do. Absolutely. <laughs> Which is, like, very, like, oh, brings me back to this conundrum, so... Well, and the conundrum, it's about like, okay, if this is, uh, what is, you know, the, the question and is this something that you just have to be with instead of try to answer, what my my invitation would be is to just connect with who you are again. I mean, I'm going to, you know what I didn't do on Monday that I, I, I was like, I, I there's, there's been quite a bit going on, so I got a little... Um, is that I want to send you the conference call where we with me that information, but also so you're able to listen to this call because I think that especially this one would be wonderful for you to listen to again. It's going to really help you in your conundrum of what is it that really feels right to you, not from a controlling place, but from a loving and authentic place. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it was so interesting. I felt him um, kind of being low energy when I was being more needy this last week. Mm. And I there's that energetic dance, right? Like I'm I'm like you know kind of leaning forward into like I need you know something instead of being back in my power. And right. and that I can feel that you know in him like the the slight energy you know shifts. It's so sensitive that stuff, and it's killed me in the past because if I get more needy, then I feel like it's you know it's 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 like I need more, and they and they back away because I'm being needy. <laughs> you right. Know? It's like it's like yeah. the whole dance, and it's like oh, I can take back my responsibility in that in that way. And, and it's about it's about taking care of yourself and knowing that you could you also have you also have needs and that is okay right it's just, it's a, yeah, it's a whole yeah but it's not about giving your power away yeah needy versus um, feeling less than I mean like need, I guess oh. needy versus versus hey this is you know what I need that's different than kind of like oh, I need, I need, you know, I'm like, you know, right. like it's that kind of energy vampire kind of vibe. Not quite, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, not quite, but like a little bit more of that than than just like this is what I need and these are my boundaries, you know. Right. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> ah, here we go again. This is, this is something that I tend to do. See, we, our, our sessions are about 50 to 60 minutes, see? Yeah. <laughs> but it's totally fine. I always do these. Uh, most most always. So how are you doing? Because I think that we're slowly but surely getting to the the cracks of the of the the core the core here. Today was, um, yeah. fine. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. No, you're very welcome. How are you feeling? Uh, way more grounded. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So, and, um, thank you for understanding about the it's the energy, not the words, and you really. Oh God. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I, I am gonna. So I'm gonna do these. I'm gonna uh, send you the email with the link so you can listen, and uh, and next time we can connect. Do um, let me know if we have something for. I don't know if we have something for next week or not. Oh, we, we don't. don't do. So you're in town. I can just click on your calendar. Yes, I have. I'm very very limited because um, uh, I'm going. I'm gonna be on vacation, but. If I find something more around this time, that will work for you, right? Oh, I'll just let me look at your calendar. I can, I can get up early. Like it's it's not okay. like. I mean seriously. Um, <laughs> this work, this, I mean this work is really important and it feels very timely. And um, if you do have openings, you know I'll look at your calendar. And then otherwise, are you back the week next week or what? No, I'm back on July fifth. That's why. Okay. All right. Yeah, so let me if you don't find something, let me know. Um and uh and we'll we'll see if I can you know I'll find a window or something. Okay, no, I'll I'll look at your calendar and, and snag something. Okay. okay. Big hug, Ben, such an honor to work together. Uh, thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. Really uh, special and I feel very lucky. Thank you, Laura. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah. Big hug, have a wonderful afternoon. You too. Have fun tonight. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.